Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1991 today. It's Resistance briefing about what is, for me, hands down, the best episode of Star Wars Resistance so far. It's Station to Station, Season 2, Episode 11. And if you're catching the video version and wondering why the lighting is so weird here, well, I will explain. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So right at the top, I will say that here at the Star Wars 7x7 studios, we are in the midst of a power outage. There's been a wind advisory going on in the general vicinity for quite a while and the inevitable finally happened. We are without power and have been for more than an hour, I think at this point, but hey, the show must go on, so we're gonna figure out how to get the files uploaded and make it happen. In the meantime, I'm recording in a flashlit studio. A couple of candles are in for ambiance, you know, that sort of thing. And this is going to be a full spoiler podcast for Station to Station, so if you have not checked out this episode of Resistance, then by all means, save this podcast for a later date. But if you're okay with me digging into the details, which include a visit from General Hux, then let's dive right in. So for a start, because of the fact that it focuses on the First Order side of things, that makes it unusual. And we have Tamara Vora and Jace Rucklin escorting a supply run while Commander Pyre is going to a meeting that happens to be at the supply station. And it turns out it's on a refueling station called the Titan, which is very similar to the Colossus. So you could think of it as the First Order version of the Colossus. It also just so happens that off screen somewhere, the Colossus is dealing with the loss of a trans-binary deflector, which means that if they don't get an operational one to the Colossus, everyone will die from solar radiation within the space of two hours. So secretly, Niku and Kaz are on the station. They've infiltrated. They are trying to figure out how to steal a trans-binary deflector so they can save everyone on the Colossus. But you don't know that's happening until there's a bit of a clever inversion. So usually we see Kaz being goofy and clumsy even when he's trying to be undercover someplace. Well, this time we see Rucklin and Tam walking through the corridors and a technician stumbles by and has to go, oh, excuse me, and then changes his voice and goes, oh, excuse me. And Tam has a moment where she's like, that's weird, and kind of looks and says, Kaz? And the person ignores her and keeps walking away and Rucklin is like, what's that all about? And somehow he didn't hear her say Kaz under her breath or something. And she's like, ah, nothing, go on. And that's how we find out that Kaz and Niku are on the station. So first off, that was a clever little uh, twist in the way these episodes are generally handled. Now, in a bit of a coincidence, Commander Pyre is coming for a meeting with, among other people, General Hux. And Hux is not actually voiced by Donald Gleason. 
unfortunately, though that's not a knock on Ben Prendergast. Ben, I hope I pronounced your last name right. My apologies if not. Uh, ben does a great job with General Hux. I imagine that it would be really easy to get kind of campy with Hux's voice and go deep into the hysteria side of things, but Ben handles it really well. He keeps them under control, only gives like a little hints of hysterical stuff in there, but done very well. And it turns out that there's apparently an ongoing campaign to acquire all of these refueling stations, the Colossus and the Titan are just two of a bunch of others apparently that are just floating around the galaxy in various places. The Colossus seems to be the only one that is not either easily under first order control or won't readily be under first order control because it's under the control of a resistance cell, which Hux's deal is like, yeah, either get it or destroy it. I don't care, just, you know, make it happen. And of course the presence of Hux means that we have a very uncomfortable moment or two when Kaz has to lead Hux to the briefing room because they think he's a first order technician and they're lost and so they're in an elevator together. This is the guy who ordered the destruction of Hosnian Prime and Kaz is in an elevator with him and is actually packing. He does have a blaster on him, but of course, you know, he can't kill him because it's already, it's already past that, right? You know, just from a timeline perspective. And they wouldn't do that anyway in the show, but you have that moment where you're like, oh my gosh, something really interesting and dramatic could happen here. But unfortunately, not to be the case. So Kaz ultimately manages to sneak away when Commander Pyre comes on the scene and is somehow not noticed or recognized by Pyre in that moment. And there's a lot of sneaking around that has to happen before they are finally able to get to engineering and try to get this transbinary deflector. But Ruckland figures it out and actually seals them in engineering and sends out an alert. But while Tam is walking around trying to figure out what's going on and here's some First Order Stormtroopers talking about getting technicians over, there was that goofy guy in a Nikto and that's her clue that, oh my gosh, it really was Kaz and Niku's with him. She ends up finding a, uh, a terminal somewhere where she can see them in engineering trapped and trying to get out of there and she can overhear them talking about the fact that if they don't get out of there with this part, then everybody in the Colossus is going to die. And Tam says, I don't believe I'm doing this, but she lets them out of engineering. And then, you know, that is that. I think at one point she actually ends up sending First Order Stormtroopers in a different direction from where Kaz and Niku were escaping. I wasn't quite positive about that, but I think she actually did point them in a different direction. The rest of the escape is tense as well. And I think... Yeah, we know that Kaz and Niku and CB23, who is with them, we know they're going to get away, right? But the way that the episode is done, like everything happens at such a very tightly plotted breakneck pace. There's a moment where they get away from Rucklin. There's a moment where Commander Pyre sees them and he's like, Kazuto Ziono! And they're just shocked, which is fantastic. And the way they get out of the hangar bay with you know all of the containers toppling, I mean, I really do feel like the folks behind Star Wars Resistance went all out on this one in a way. They made it very dramatic, very intense, and yeah, bang, bang, bang. Like, the way Larry Kasdan describes doing some of these Star Wars movies as being like a freight train and it just, you know, goes so fast that you're just like, wow, we're along for a crazy ride. Like, that was, for my money at least, the best representation of something like that in Star Wars Resistance that they've had all the entire run of the show. 
And the rub is that Tam gets away with it. She is completely unattached to the escape. In fact, quite the opposite. When Agent Tierney asks Commander Pyre about this, Pyre says that Tam was with Rucklin, and Rucklin was the one who sounded the alarm, so they think that Tam is not just not involved, but in fact did the right thing from the First Order perspective. And this makes Tierney think that she's got a plan where she can get Tam to ultimately betray the people on the Colossus and get it destroyed once and for all, and that's where things are left hanging at the end of Station to Station. Again, best episode so far in the run of Star Wars Resistance, in my opinion. Uh, we're going to talk about what's coming up next on Star Wars Resistance right after the break, so stay tuned for that. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the Asteroid Belt level at patreon.com slash SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash SW7X7 and look for the Asteroid Belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So, it's kind of amazing to think that the next episode of Star Wars Resistance will not come out until after the debut of The Rise of Skywalker, which is rather shocking to say the least. So, The Missing Agent is episode 12 from season 2, and Yeager, Kaz, and Sonara, the pirate, will be responding to a distress signal from a missing Resistance agent. That is our logline. And normally we would be doing that episode review on a Monday. I don't know if we're going to do that because we might be doing a Jedi business update on Monday after the first weekend of the release of The Rise of Skywalker. We'll see how that goes. But it will be definitely coming next week. I can assure you of <laughs> that. In the meantime, it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. <laughs> 